Good morning. This is the ancient Texan coming from my backyard, a jacuzzi in my backyard. Oh, inequality. We used to be afraid that in a democracy, the poor people in the, in the democracy would find out that they could vote themselves to be rich. The bottom 50% in this country has less than the top 1% or some crazy statistic like that. So they could just vote to move that money from the top to the bottom. That was a fear that we were afraid the bottom half or the bottom 75% would discover. <laughs> well, apparently the secret is still intact. I believe people don't realize they have this power and we'll discuss why that doesn't happen. Probably the majority of people, if you just asked them if inequality is unfair, would say yes. You know, the Bezos of the world, not paying much taxes, having, you know, they soon will be having trillions. While other people don't have money to eat or clothe themselves or health insurance or child, child care when they have a baby and need to go back to work. All, all the, you know, stuff that poor people suffer through. All forms of, you know, changing inequality revolve, imagine moving money from the top to the bottom. Does that mean the top suffer? Not necessarily. Their pool of wealth can still be growing, even if you suck a little bit out of that pool. But we'll get into that more. There's also the argument that, you know, the poor in this country still do better than the poor in most other countries, which is a valid argument. Um, I don't think it negates the argument that it's unfair that, you know, some people buy their third yacht while other people have trouble feeding their children or getting health care that saves their lives. I, I think that's kind of a weak argument. And I think people actually identify with the rich. They imagine one day they're going to be rich and they don't want the government taking their riches away. And they believe you'll kind of break the wealth machine. You know, the capitalism in this country creates a lot of wealth. That's undeniable. And 
I'm not advocating stopping the machine from making wealth. It's, it's more about where does that wealth go and what's fair. And there's a big argument on the, mostly the conservative side, but it's, it's actually a valid argument. It's just not practical. They want to have equality of opportunity instead of equality of outcome. Well, I, I think theoretically, conceptually, that's a valid argument. It's just really hard to do. Um, and it really isn't working. Nobody really has a plan, a sufficient magnitude uh, that equality of opportunity is going to change inequality. The math just doesn't doesn't work. So, normally, the focus is on income when you talk about wealth inequality. More serious and more important is inequality of assets. You know, most people get enough money coming in to take care of what's going out. Um, you could double their income and we wouldn't much change that and they wouldn't accrue assets most Americans don't have 400 bucks the same goes if emergency comes up assets are something that kind of shelter you against the shocks of the world and they also allow you to take risk um Assets let you stay home and for a few months and start raising your your newborn. Assets let you open up a building, building a business, maybe a building too. Assets is the difference between rich and poor. The income is really. Uh, a result of the assets they have. It's not the other way around. They don't earn their money typically by a salary. Uh, typically, they've created a business or an inherited money from their parents or someone else. Uh, and those assets grow. Uh, Jeff Bezos' wife, when she got a divorce, got 50 billion bucks or so, and then she said, I'm going to give it all away, and she started writing checks. She's got 100 billion now. You can go check the numbers. Those aren't the right numbers, but it's the right concept. She couldn't give it away fast enough because her you know, shares and assets are compounding uh, in this big money machine that the U.S. Uh, has created with low interest money and kind of funnels more money to the rich. 
They're the ones who borrow it and put it to use. Now, the top, in effect, are earning interest on trillions. Taxing their income, redistributing their income with income tax. Most of their income is not going through that, that pipe. Most of their money is not going through that pipe. They have a big pool of assets. It's like a... I don't know, these monsters that just keep growing and growing and sucking energy in from the universe. So... You know, they're essentially have this big pile of money that's working through things like Google and Facebook and insurance and lobbyists passing new laws that are working for the elite, the military-industrial complex. Um, money is pouring into those things and making those people lots of money, a lot of tax money pouring in from the bottom into these machines that keep the elite the elite um, so our tax machine is pretty much used to move money from the bottom to the top and that's been happening for a long time and yet it's the other that we worry about there's this guy Thomas Pike T. P. I. K. E. T. T. Y. S. And I heard um, this on a podcast whose name I may remember uh, shortly. He works for the New York uh, Times. He's actually probably more conservative than liberal. Um, but he does really good stuff. Um, and he's really very open-minded and discusses topics. I wish I could remember his name, but we might get it here for the end of this talk. So, we have 50% of the people at the bottom trying to feed and clothe themselves. And we have all these machines at the top generating money. We call it capitalism. Um, is corporate America generating a lot of capital? So the mathematics just doesn't work if you keep if we keep thinking about income levels. You can double the income level at Walmart and at Amazon and all those businesses and it wouldn't change what's happening. Those people would get taxed. Taxes would would go into the national and local and federal governments and those people would which are controlled by the lobbyists 
and by the elite and by the powerful and they would pass laws that would suck up the money through taxes and higher prices and services. I, I don't know. It wouldn't make a difference for a while. The first that it's not going to happen. But, you know, the normal things people are talking about is going from, you know, 15 to 18 or 15 to 17. And meanwhile, inflation is, is going pretty active right now. So there's always this balance of most changes to the income levels only at best keep people up with the cost of living or eats them a little bit ahead or a little behind. But in the scheme of things, it just doesn't make any difference. The math, the mathematics doesn't work and it's never going to work. And yeah, it's good people try to get people raises, and they appreciate it, I'm sure. But it's not going to change wealth inequality. That's just mathematical madness. Here's, we'll call him Thomas P. Pike T's plan. And he's a, a social socialist economist. Uh, he's in France. Guess what? They had the same problem the world over. You do an inheritance tax of 60%. Well, that's not so new, is it? The government, though, in the past, just soaks up that inheritance tax adds it to the pot of money that Congress spends, and that gets redistributed out to the military-industrial complex, the insurance complex. You know, even the, in, even the green machine will get distributed out to people. We'll make a, a lot of money on it. It won't be the, the laborers, you know, climbing up the poles to put the windmills in. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, an, that's a fantasy land. Here's what he would do with that inheritance tax. Every American, when they turn 25, would get their cut. Take the total number of Americans turning 25 in a year. Maybe that's when, you know, young male's brain gets halfway. The logic portion gets working. I don't know why I picked that year. But at 25, every American would get their cut of that inheritance tax. Uh, he calculates that it'd be about $150,000. So you get a one-time $150,000 payment. You can use it how you want. Go to college, start a business, buy a house, get a car. Um, but this is going to sub substantially affect the wealth and the wealth inequality of all Americans. So this is saying, you know, the rich people, when they die and they give their money to the kids, they can 
instead of giving 10 billion to their kids, they can only give 4 billion to their kids. And 60 billion, 6 billion goes to reducing the wealth inequality. Now, people say they want to get rid of wealth inequality, but do they want to do something this radical? No. And the idea that the poor will vote themselves money for some reason, I think they get tricked out of that maneuver. So people worry that that some of that money will be wasted. That's probably true. Instead, it could go into increasing the pot of money the rich have. Make the rich richer. So that's better than helping the poor people? Mm, I don't know. That's what we decide most of the time. Um, so the... Another worry people have, it's not fair to the rich, and the rich would just quit trying and give up because their poor soul is broken by this tax when they die. Of course, they're not there to be broken, but their children will suffer immensely if they're part of this billionaire class and they don't get all their billions. That will be cruel and unfair or something like that. That's kind of what it is. So I, I'm pretty much convinced that as much as that is actually a way, a plan A to end wealth inequality, um, just like all other plans to end wealth inequality, it won't happen. I don't think we want it to the extent that we're going to do anything about it. And I think we get sold a bell of crock by the elite on why if we tax the rich when they die, they'll quit trying to be rich or, or they'll quit generate our economy will quit being a money machine. Well, if you look through the history, when our tax rates were as high as 90%, and that was on income, but it was also at times on inheritance tax, the money machine didn't stop. It just kept going. Killing the money machine in America is very, very hard. It just doesn't happen. It has little pauses and recessions, but then rich people bail themselves out with our tax money when they do screw things up. So I don't think you have to worry about the rich or the money machine. It's going to keep going. The question is, are we going to tolerate a lot of people just on sustenance level? Are we going to tolerate a lot of people just being poor, just barely getting by? Unfortunately, the answer is probably yes. I think we identify with the rich too much and sympathize with their problems and not enough with the problems of those that are at the bottom. So, this actually is a fairly simple plan that would have a huge impact and it would end 
over a period of time, it would end wealth inequality. Well, it wouldn't end wealth inequality. Wealth inequality would be fine and well. It would only reduce it and keep it from growing so fast. There would still be plenty of billionaires. They would manage to keep changing laws with their lobbyists to take care of themselves. There'd be no big change on the effectiveness of our government. Just a few less people in the streets. A few less people just trying to keep it together one more day. Probably a few less people committing suicide. A few less people just giving up and going to drugs. A few more people happier. Few more people thinking the world is a fairer place. That things are fair here in America. That there is a chance to get ahead like we used to have in the old days. But that's not gonna happen. The elites would never let someone pass a law like old Thomas has proposed. Nope. There's a big gap in America between the way we think we are and the way we are. And the way we are is the elites in both the Democratic and the Republican side are going to keep giving us reality politics spectacles, shows, telling us the other guys, the bad side, the bad guys, keep pretending that they would be passing all these laws to take care of us if it wasn't for the other side. The other side wasn't so horrible, they could fix the problems. But the reality is that that's just not so, the elites are not going to really let the world change. And the far right, like, you know, the Trumpites of the world, are going to keep growing. And he provides a lot of theater. Democrats are doing that hearing on January 6th. You think that's really changing anything what's going to be done about that's already been done a bunch of people has been charged with crimes and some of them going to jail and getting fines and you know paying some consequence but what's been done about you know giant six six has already been done it's just a spectacle that the Democrats are putting on. That's part of the show that keeps us in line. They could say, quit wasting their time on that, because that's part of the 
you know, showing us who's the good guys and bad guys. Even an honest assessment of we can't do anything about most things because as an elite group we stick together we play off of each other I'm not sure what it has to change it but wealth inequality is just another topic that you can see that there could be meaningful solutions but it's not going to happen and we have the good guys the democrats of course would pass it and the bad guys republicans of course would stop it to protect our way of life but i don't really believe either side wants to pass it you know most people in congress are millionaires isn't that kind of amazing with the amount of money they get paid? Huh. Wonder how that happens. What's the reality here? Anyway, this is the ancient Texan. Appreciate the few of you that dropped by to listen. I'm not sure what the purpose of this is, except I think if we can all kind of move toward reality and kind of understand what's going on, or at least my story of what's going on, and I think stories are, you know, they capture more or less a percentage of the truth, and I like to believe my percentage of the truth that's captured is higher than most. Who knows? I think I'm a smart guy and got my eyes open and lived a long time. Pretty much analyzed stuff for myself. Hope that <laughs> that description fits you too. It does welcome aboard. If you want to believe the what you're being told by the two the left and the right probably not a good place for you if you want a partisan view of the world probably not getting in here well I hope you all have a good day and enjoy this lovely weather this is the ancient Texan Namaste.